Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic episode of She Rises Studios podcast. I am here today with a very special guest. Her name is Rachel Barbo. And I um, I feel like this podcast is a huge monumental step because truth be told, we have been trying to do this episode for almost a year. And there's a story and we might have to do another session just to talk about that alignment universe and everything. But I want to welcome Rachel to the show and just tell us you know, who you are, what you do. We are calling this episode changing the narrative of your life. So welcome. Thank you for joining me. Oh, I'm so excited. And, you know, sometimes the things you have to wait for and work for the things that, um, that, that are in the the best. So I'm, I'm totally okay that we had to wait this long and I'm so excited to do this with you today. And yes, you're right. We do align in so many ways. And, I always start off by doing any, any sort of podcast or anything that's going to be shared with the public and saying that if you're listening to this, you're not listening by accident. There's going to be something that's said today that's spoken straight to your heart. I agree 100%. Um, nothing is coincidence. It, it, it is alignment. It is meant to be. Um, tell, tell the audience exactly what it is you do, because what you do is incredible. <laughs> Thank you. I call what I do soul training. And um, along the way, I'm also training my own soul <laughs> because <laughs> doing this kind of work is uh, it, it keeps you honest and keeps you looking in the mirror about who you are and what you need to change and what you need to do and how you need to work to be better. But I was a sportscaster for 17 years um, and rose up the ranks um, of being the first female host on Sirius XM on their collegiate channel. So for all my big girls out there and all my little girls that are trying to Um, achieve goals and dreams. I just want to say, keep going, Um, keep breaking ceilings, keep breaking barriers and, um, and making her story. Um, And so I'd done that and it, and it was amazing. And I thought for the rest of my life, I would be a sportscaster. I thought that there would be no, nothing else that I could do that would bring me that, that um, enjoyment and uh, passion and everything that, that I love doing with it. And then back in 2016, I saw a problem it happened to be um, in college athletics, and and I saw where people were getting in trouble left and right. Um, and I thought, wow, what if I taught them they could change the narrative? They could take the headlines back for something positive. And so back in 2016, I thought I would do this with high schools, but it turns out a friend of mine, Dr. Kevin Elko, said, hey, uh, FSU football, huge program, wants to have you in. And so I went in there. Hannah, uh, in 2016, I spoke on purpose, passion, platform, my own experience with domestic violence, and what were you born for besides sports or your job? And I would say to anybody that's listening, what were you born for? You were not born to earn a paycheck and die. You were not born to have a white picket fence, and that is it. You were born to leave a legacy. You were born to change people's life. You were born to break generational curses. And so that was in 2016. Along the way, I started speaking to kings and queens. I began talking about mental health and self-love. I began to talk about, again, purpose beyond what you do for a living, um, interpersonal relationships. And in six years, we have now worked with 60-plus colleges, high schools across the country, law enforcement in multiple states, Customs and Border Patrol. The NFL just called. Um, We work with corporations, churches, halfway houses, prison ministry, you name it, they call, we go. So as I was saying, we had a little pre-podcast warm-up and 
uh, you know, I, I was saying you've been so incredibly busy mm-hmm. in serving. You mm-hmm. have a, a, a heart of servitude, which is incredible. Um, and some of the things that you shared with me were just the transformation for you, which you did speak about, um, you know, what, wh- how has life transformed for you mm-hmm. and, and how has what you're doing how do you feel working in this field and working with this age group um, that you seem to have that comes forward? How, how does that make you feel? Like, how has it changed you? You know, I, I lived a good life, Hannah. I lived an amazing life. You know, I was a sportscaster. I was at the best events, the biggest events and sidelines. It was very hard work, less glamorous than what you see. You know, I was interviewing famous people. I was at the best games. I was doing all of these things. And I, I, I was happy. I was, my middle name is Joy. Um, I was happy. Um, but I like to say now that I'm alive in a way that I have never been before. Um, I, I tell people all the time, you know, people are my currency, therefore I'm a billionaire. And, you know, people usually just whistle at that one. And it, it's, it's true. Like, I feel like I just left a high school in, in Arkansas last week for the second time in one year. They were so, so blown away by my first visit. And even one child there, one senior decided to start a mental health club after my visit. Um, they were so blown away that they had me back again. And just having those children in my arms, whether it's children or older people, it doesn't matter. But hearing them say, you changed my life. I'm going to get in therapy. I'm going to forgive my dad. I've been struggling. Thank you. You know, to hear those things um, and, and truly receive it. Here's the other thing. I um, is working through my own childhood trauma. Therapy's amazing. For a large part of my life, I had a hard time receiving compliments. So somebody would compliment me, Hannah, and um, I would immediately deflect and compliment them back with a genuine compliment, but I would just deflect because I didn't really know how to receive it nor let it sit with me because deep down I felt rejected, unlovable, um, and unwanted. And those are some childhood wounds I was working with. And now when I hear somebody say to me, you genuinely changed my life or you have a heart of servitude, I literally will put my hand over my heart and just receive that. Because I tell people when somebody shares something like that with you, that is their gift to you. And when you, you know, denounce or say to your husband or to a coworker that tells you, you look beautiful today or you're very smart and you, you say, oh, no, I'm not. I'm stupid or my butt looks big in this or I'm, I'm ugly or this old dress. You're actually my grandmother used to say you are disrespecting them. You're, you're you know, you're um, you know, disrespecting their compliment. And so um, so when I get to do things like this and I hear the feedback of lives being changed of of people being happy and more well-adjusted and seeking therapy and back with their family or living productive, happy lives or living in a way that is so joyous and so plugged in like I am now, um, that is everything to me. And and it's literally why I exist. And, and it's why I want to teach other people to live the same way because uh, the rarest thing, I think Oscar Wilde said it, the rarest thing is to live, like to really live because so many people just exist. It's so true. I always talk about living a life without limits. Don't live to exist, but actually live. And sometimes I wonder if people understand what we mean by that when we're saying it, you know, um, I've said for years, are you dying to live or are you living to die? Because there is that difference. So, you know, we talked about, um, 
some exciting things that with, with all that you're doing, you also had some incredible things happen to you like marriage, mm-hmm. a move, mm-hmm. um, an instant mama. How do you feel with with the, the career that you have chosen? How do you feel that this has helped you in becoming a, a wife first and foremost? And then secondly, an instant mom, like you, you know, there's a learning curve of becoming an instant parent. So I'm curious to hear some of your, your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think it, um, the movement and what I do for a living has allowed me to show myself more grace and show other people more grace. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm naturally very hot blooded, you know, emotional, um, you know, my my family, we still have to say that you get the Latina fire blood. You probably know a thing or two about that. Um, you know, and so uh, this, this movement and what I do has allowed me, um, those moments and I'm not great at it. I'm still learning. I think, I think, you know, we say, if you want, in the movement, we say be a king or a queen under construction and Hannah, that means that for the rest of your life, the rest of my life, I'll be learning, seeking, growing, pushing. There will be no grass growing up underneath my feet. So what I'm learning day by day is sit with it to show myself grace to show others grace. You know what I, I I teach people this all the time. I just taught last summer um, 13 classes for English as a second language. And it was so cool because here's these, here's these people trying to assimilate into America and learn a second language. And they're thinking they're going to get, you know, their their um, well, you know, linguistics class, but they got me teaching mm-hmm. one of their classes. And I call what I do soul training, as I mentioned. And I told them, I said, Hannah. I said to these people, I said, when's the last time your family has seen you dream? When is the last time your family has seen you say you're sorry or laugh or giggle or talk Mm -hmm. about self-care? What do you do to fill the cup of your soul? And so, you know, my my bonus daughter, she's a teenager. She's one of my best friends and, and we go and do things together. And you know, it's, it's the, it's, I apologize to her a lot of times. If I hurt her, I, I say, I'm sorry. I think it's so important for us. And I'm learning it with my husband too. It's one of the greatest things I can say to him is I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, from, from, a yeah. from a, being a stubborn mule, I can't tell you the amount of notes I've slid underneath this door that said, I'm sorry, I was a turd. You know? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and the moral of that story is they have to love us unconditionally. Um, it's the good, the bad, the ugly, and all the in-betweens. Marriage is changing the narrative too. Um, you know, and, and when you're a strong, independent woman, and then all of a sudden life changes and now you're, you're a partner, you know, it's like, whoa, um, my husband and I have been married, uh, 10 years and Mm -hmm. it was quite a change. You know, I went from single mom to married and I'm like, I'm the boss. Not yeah. you, but really he was trying to help and yeah. I had to get used to having that help um, and even asking for it, you know, yeah. like it was a transition and, and he's a great father and a great husband and he, he, um, he gets me, you know, and I get him and marriage is such a beautiful thing, but it is definitely a learning curve and, and so is being a parent. So with that said, you, sure, yeah. Uh, I made a video, I visited with TCU football and they're actually going to college football playoff and it went viral on TikTok. And I think it went viral because I said, you know, relationships aren't Disney, you know, like Mm -hmm. Disney relationships. That's not, that's not true life. Right. 
nobody's coming to rescue you. You've got to rescue yourself. You've got to, you know, other from a faith perspective, God can rescue you, but like you got to do the work. You got to yeah. get into therapy. You got to do the work. And these people, these, 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 you know, uh, Disney idea of relationships is going to be perfect and we're going to be happy and a happy, happy, joy, joy. It's <laughs> not true. And the more I think we can tell our kids and tell people that, hey, it's two imperfect people coming together that make a commitment to each other that I love you. Good, bad, happy, sad. If you're a grumpy butt, if you're a turd, you know, whatever, I love you and I'm going to be here no matter what. And yeah. That's the, the the beauty of marriage. Is it beautiful? Yes. It's an intimacy that almost can't even be written or spoken about. It's getting to live with your best friend for the rest of your life. But it's also, there's hard, hard moments. And um, and it's, yeah, it's it's great. And, and that's one of the things I try to do is just teach people that real relationships are give and take, are forgive, mm-hmm. that are not all happy and joyous and free, and they're going to be hard times. And what happens when those hard times hit? Yes. It's like mar- marriage is messy. So you have to be willing to get messy, but you also have to be willing to get um, to clean up the mess, you know, yep. and it does take two. So there was something that you mentioned um, throughout this interview. We talk about, we talked about a lot, but the yep. soul training and, you know, receiving compliments, giving yourself grace. But there was something else that stood out to me. And it, it's when you said, don't suffer alone. Mm-hmm. Can you chime in a little bit and just like, tell me, like, tell the audience, what do you mean when you say don't suffer alone? Yeah, it's a, it's a great, it's, it's something that I say in my talks. And um, it means that people would rather share your burdens than carry your casket. And that's, that's, yeah. a, that's a heavy one. And it's and it's a, a true one. And um, I know that touches you personally and many people. And um, and the lie that we tell ourselves, a friend of mine has a shirt that I'm going to support his movement that says faith over feelings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having a, a dark night of the soul myself, I remember that night um, listening to feelings and feelings will lie to you. Right. Feelings will lie to you. These feelings were telling me I was worthless and I was pathetic and that nobody loved me and the world would be a better place without me. Those are all not true, but there were feelings I was having in the moment. So if we can say facts versus feelings, facts are you need to have a battle plan. Facts are you are loved. You are precious. There's something you're supposed to do in this world that nobody else can do. Your fingerprints are like a snowflake. Nobody else has your fingerprints. Nobody else can do what you're going to do and love who you're going to love and create what you're going to create. I'm sure there's, I know there's other changing the narratives out there, but none of them are my changing the narrative. None of them have accomplished what we are supposed to accomplish and have accomplished in the lives we touch and the lives we save. So I went to that high school earlier in the year, Jonesboro High School. And after I left, one of the, um, one of the, the students there, she's a senior, her name is Sydney. She was so moved by, by the talk because I say, you know, look, you got to do something. It's great that I make you feel, but you got to do something with this. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to go say you're sorry? You're going to get into therapy. What are you going to do? Well, she started a mental health club called the mm-hmm. Don't Suffer Alone Club. And so then we, at I'm changing the narrative, my movement, we, uh, we sponsored shirts for them and we are going to help them write a charter and write best practices so that she can help other chapters of Don't Suffer Alone Club get started all over the country. And what I think is so cool about this, um, Hannah, is that it's by kids for kids. Now, again, there's a there's a counselor 
there that is the, you know, the leader, if you will, and the professional in the room. But it's one thing to talk to kids about your mental health, but if they're talking to each other and making it cool to talk about your mental health and to do projects and to come alongside people that are struggling, how neat is that? That's like, they're our future. They're the future generation. And so, um, you know, when my own mother passed away, uh, excuse me, May 1st, 2019, I really was faced with my own mortality. And I thought, what, it's not if I'm going to die, but when, and what's Mm going to happen to this movement when I do. And so when you have kids wanting to start a club because of you and then wanting to teach other people to do the same thing, you then are really faced with your legacy and you're saying, okay, this thing's going to live on and it's going to touch people well beyond my lifetime. It's so incredible too for, for kids. I mean, they are kids, you know, stepping into um, uncharted territory for themselves and also wanting to open the doors and bring others along. I mean, that's such a, it's so, it's so incredible. It made my heart really warm inside because I wish more kids did understand asking for help, sharing their burdens, speaking out, um, and not worrying about having to be cool or will I be accepted? You know, it, it almost, it's like the, so kids now are so affected by bullies, by, um, mental health disorders and, and some don't even know it until they're faced with something. And then it's like, oh boy. And then once they do kind of feel something might be different for them, let's make that platform where they know it's safe to speak out. It's, it's safe to ask for help and, you know, for the, let's minimize the bullying, you know, bullying comes from so many things from what they learn at home, how they feel about themselves. It's a deflect and they don't even realize it sometimes. And then, yeah, there are some people in the world, unfortunately, that are just straight out bullies. These bullies affect kids from such a young age. This isn't even seen in high school anymore. I'm talking elementary school. All the way up to age 96, as you said, when I said, hey, who who is this message for? You said anyone 6 to 96, meaning everybody who can comprehend what you're saying. And, you know, there's so many movements in place, so many people who have really taken the torch and carried it, but we need more. Yes. We need more. And what you're doing is you are creating a legacy that will continue on. You are helping um, people really understand their worth because a lot of people don't. They really do walk around aimlessly wondering, why am I here? What is my purpose? Yeah. Why, why am I alive? The other thing that we're doing, I saw this and this is revolution. I mean, I mean, look, I had a, a coach tell me, and I know we're, we're fish, finishing up here, but I'll, I'll share this. I had a coach tell me years ago, if you'll continue to grow as a speaker and you'll be able to speak on other things, I'll continue to have you in. 
that was a direct kind of challenge to my soul. So people ask me, what are you doing when you're not speaking? I'm studying, I'm reading, I'm watching other speakers, I'm learning, I'm adding new things. That's why I can speak on interpersonal relationships or joy or mental health or purpose or um, dating or what, you know, that's why I can talk about all these different things, right? And so one of the things that I've recently been integrating into my talks, and it's exactly what you just said, Hannah, is teaching these kids, hey, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's okay to ask for help, but, and this is what I taught the kids this past week, is I want to start raising up a generation of what we call noticers or joy yeah. starters because, uh, and that, that relates to my book coming out um, next year, but because I know when I was struggling, I felt like I couldn't ask anybody for help. The feelings lied to me and told me I was a burden. So let's start raising up a generation of people that will reach in for you, that will be a noticer, that'll say, hey, they're not okay, or hey, they just said, I'm fine. And they're not going to leave you alone. They're going to stand in the gap. They're going to call you. They're going to walk to therapy with you. They're going to make sure you get there. And if we start raising up a generation of people that is totally anti what we're being taught in the media right now, which is you, 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 me, 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 only about me. Don't worry if that person's getting kidnapped. Don't worry Mm -hmm. if that person's getting trafficked. Let's just film it. They're getting their head stomped in. Let's just film it. This is what I'm teaching is radical because it is anti everything that we are being taught in the world today. And it is to reach out for help, to stand in the gap, to reach in and help people. And so it's this whole idea. I saw this graphic and I wish that there was somebody I could attribute this to, but there was no, it just kind of had no name on it. But it said, instead of just teaching people to reach out for help, let's start teaching people to reach in. Right. And so that's what a joy starter is. That's what a noticer is. And we're raising up a generation of them again from six to 96. And, um, and anybody can do that. It's somebody who seeks out joy, who seeks out other people, who stands in the gap, who um, doesn't take the, you know, the first no for an answer, so to speak. I mean, no is no in dating for sure, but no, I'm okay. No, I'm, I don't need anything. Hey, you know, do you want to, do you, can we talk? You want me to just listen to you? And I, I teach people, do you want me to listen? just to listen or listen to provide a solution. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you said that, Hannah, because that's what we're doing. And that was the difference in the talk is not just, I've never met a happy bully. I told him, I said, (laughs) I'm well beyond college. I said, I'm well beyond high school. And let me tell you something, mean people, if you are mean when you're young and you don't address it and get to the root of why you're mean, because I've been mean in my life before. If you don't get to the root of it, you're going to grow up and be mean. And I've never met a happy, beautiful, glowing person that was mean. I've never met a person that was mean to others that, that, that went and slept well at night. there is a root to it. Let's figure out why you're mean. Let's figure out why you're bullying and let's change it. I love that. I feel like, you know, I don't know if I've ever said this before on our podcast episodes, but these are so therapeutic for me um, because it gives me a different perspective on how, you know, how people think, what, what motivates them. And it's it's just an incredible um, experience to be listening to you today Um, And just everything that you're pushing for and accomplishing and that it is with servitude, you know, we, you just are really, you really are changing the narrative. And as a mom of a mom of a little girl who's 10, who's experiencing some of those things that we've discussed, it makes my heart full knowing that this is out there, that this is within reach and um, teaching 
you know, kids to reach in, teaching kids to notice other kids, teaching kids to be joyful. And you're right. Never in my 48 years of life have I ever met a nice bully. You're right. Like all the light bulbs went off when you said that. But you also, there's something else that really stuck out to me. You said, share your burdens. Don't carry my casket. Yeah. In other words, if we internalize everything and we really don't reach out and speak out, we're not going to get the help we need. Yes. And so I, what your platform is doing, what you've created is to is a safe space. Mm-hmm. All are welcome. All your hurts, habits, and hangups are welcome here because we're going to find, you know, I'm going to listen to you, but we're also going to help you find a solution. So you're talking about um, addressing a, a a sense of conflict. Um, You're listening to, okay, what is, what is the issue? And you're really compassionately listening to them so that you can provide a solution or refer them to someone who you feel can help them. It's like the art of connection, the art of listening. You're doing so many different things all at one time. And I'm so excited to see the growth of this And man, did my heart hurt when you said the media filming, releasing filming of a woman being beat to death. Why didn't they stop it? The people who were filming, why didn't they stop it? I couldn't personally with good conscience stand there and watch somebody be beaten to death and then release it to the media. Where where were the people who are watching this and filming? And I know exactly what you're talking about because it just happened. And my heart goes out to the father who said, Why my daughter? Why? And it it's it's it is time to change the narrative. It is time to create all these different things that you're talking about. Soul training, Mm -hmm. don't suffer alone, affirmations, reaching in, creating a team of noticers starting joy, actually doing the work and knowing your fingerprint is like a snowflake. You're a one of a kind. And that is the beauty of living and not existing. So with that said, where can people find you? Tell me about this incredible book that you're about to release and what is the best way just to reach out to you? Well, first of all, we have to do this again because like, I feel, I feel like we, I just like met a long lost sister and we just scratched the surface. Like I'm like, I want to keep going for another hour, but so we have to <laughs> definitely, we will do this again. Yes. We have to do this again. And, and people can find out more information, how to bring the, how to bring out and change the narrative to your school, to your corporation, to whoever it may be. Um, they can go to I'm changing the narrative.org. Um, and you hit the contact button and I, I famously say that um, that goes straight to my email. So I want to be accessible. I want to get your emails. So there's that. Um, and then also I've got a book, like you mentioned, coming out um, next June. And it is called Relentless Joy. It's all about how to find, keep and cultivate joy in a dark world. And what is cool about it, Hannah, is that it's part self-help. Um, Mm -hmm. part memoir and part journal. There is going to be space for people to be able to like write in the margins and write in the notes. And so at the end of each chapter is something that we call a joy start. You've heard me Mm -hmm. say that. And it's the same thing as a jump start for your car, but it's a joy start for your soul. So it is how to take the lesson that I taught you in that chapter and apply it directly to your life. And 
If you go right now and search Relentless Joy, Rachel Barbeau, um, and you can go to Amazon, but if you go to Baker Bookhouse, um, it's 40% off right now and it's free shipping. And it's a special that they're running. So you can go ahead and pre-order it. And if you know, in the book world, pre-orders are huge. And so if somebody hears this, I would love one. You can follow me on my socials at Rachel Barbeau as well. Uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, um, Twitter, all of them um, there. And you can also check out the book. And we have a club that costs that's the cost of a cup of coffee a month where you get a journal from me and, um, and weekly affirmations. And so all of that information's on my, um, my socials as well. Well, I am truly honored that we finally got to do this, that we finally aligned. And I feel like there is so much more to cover. So we definitely... We'll have to have you back. We might even have to make it like a, a four-week series. Um, but you are an incredible woman. And if you did not, um, if you have not met her, reach out to her, pre-order this book. I will be getting my copy. And congratulations to you. And thank you so much for doing what you're doing. Thank you for being the leader that the world needs, especially for our children. because that's where it really starts. And thank you for dedicating your life and your passion and purpose to helping. And I look forward to another episode with you. And for those who are listening, uh, Rachel Barbo is incredible. Uh, We will provide her information in the show notes as well. And again, thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you, my friend. Bye, everyone, and uh, we will be releasing this episode very soon. Thank you for our listeners, for being a part of the She Rises podcast. Uh, Your words of encouragement have always uh, kept this podcast going. So join us again um, next week for another amazing episode. Thank you again, Rachel. Thank you. Thank you all so much for joining another episode of She Rises Studios podcast. Please follow us online at She Rises Studios. You can also visit our website at www.sherisesstudios.com.